Welcome everybody, Yankee Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby. We I'm here with Rob and Evan. Before we get started, just want to ask you to check out statementgames.com. You can find a unique experience to your fantasy sports. Check out docoutersbaseball.org. You can learn about the founder of baseball and check us out on radioplaylive.com at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. daily. Well, we got our first week of spring training. Uh, some highs, some lows. Yesterday was as far low as you can get. Um, from a fan's perspective, the, the players that were involved, I really, you know, so our minor league pitches that won't make the roster got lit up. And I'm not crying over it. Evan, how'd you, what'd you get? What was your take of the first week? Yeah, same as you. I mean, we got to take it slow. We're just, you know, watching and assessing players based on, you know, slight improvements and stuff like that. Um, the position races are obviously fun, but those races don't really start to kick into gear until the last two weeks of spring training anyway. So, you know, we're not going to know about Diedrich or Bruce or any of those guys for at least another week or two. So, you know, I think people need to just calm down, enjoy the fact that baseball's back. The reason I get so animated about spring training is not because I care about the results or I care about spring training. It's because I haven't had baseball since November and it's literally all I care about. So I'm just excited to have it back. I like the feel of it. That's all. Rob? Oh, yeah, same thing. You know, it's just it's the first week. You know, the results don't matter. Um you know, in terms of some of the veteran guys like Dietrich and Bruce, you know, it's good to see them playing well out of the gate because I, you know, I think a lot of people want, really want both of them to make the team, Dietrich especially because he's so versatile. And, um, you know, in terms of yesterday, Garcia gave up a couple of solo home runs. No big deal. He did have three strikeouts. though, so not too terrible for his first outing. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's the first week. We're going to see more guys get more into the swing of things, back into a rhythm as – as Evan said, in the next couple of weeks, that's when things really start to ramp up as they prepare for the season. So just enjoy it while we have baseball because uh, we're still in uncertain times. You never know if something can go wrong. So, uh, yeah, I'm just glad it's back and hope to see more. Yeah, I, I'm, watching that, I'm watching yesterday's game progress. And all I kept saying to myself was, how do you get hit so hard? I understand it's the minor league pitches. They're not, you know, it's like you said, it's not, you know, it's not like they're, they're players that are going to be impactful on the team. But on the offensive side, how do you get shut out when you have Socrates Brito in the lineup? It makes no sense. I don't know how you, you can't do that. <laughs> the whole the whole organization should just sell the team like, because of that. We got shut out in the spring training game. So it, yeah. it's all over. We got to cancel the season. I'll see you yep. guys in 2022. <laughs> but that was all I could say to myself, just to kind of laugh it off. Like, all right, it, it's already it, it. It's almost like they shouldn't even keep score. You know, you're just watching the you know you're just watching the at bats and how you know their approach, what pitches are they laying off. So the highlight for me this week was watching Gary. I I thought that he he really showed that he came in. He looks focused. You know, we mentioned he's in, the, you know, he's in phenomenal shape. You know, even though he'll, he'll always be fat and lazy. Um, but I go back to that 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 walk. I think that was the most telling of where his mindset is. Yeah, you have to go back to the walk because it shows that he is a little mentally stronger this year than I than I. I know it's only spring training, but 
his comments and how he dealt with the whole playoffs and everything left a horrible taste in all of our mouths. So the fact that out the gates in spring training, he's already slightly improved on something that we saw him struggle at multiple times last year. It, it, it gives us hope for the future that he's, you know, seeing pitches better because that's ultimately what he needs to do. Because if he's not comfortable, he's not going to play well behind the plate at bat or anything when he's running nothing. So he needs to be comfortable. So you get the bat back and I think everything else kind of falls into place. Well, I think that um, Cashman's comments may have kind of lit a fire under him because we've always talked about wanting to have, or these players to have accountability, you know, maybe the coaching staff's a little too, you know, kind with them or they're too friendly. And now that the GM's the one that came out and said what he said, maybe Gary took that, like the Jordan memes, I took it personally. Maybe he came out there ready to go in spring. Not to say that he wasn't prepared last year, but we know that he didn't play well. And he's trying to show people that he still has the talent. He's not old. You know, he's still young. He's still got a lot of years ahead of him. And he's still got a ton of talent to uh, turn this career around. It's, it's still a very short career. You know, he's not been around since 2013. He just came up a few years ago. And, you know, there's still plenty of time for him to turn things around. It's just that, you know, we're Yankee fans. We want our guys to play well immediately. And we want them to sustain that throughout their entire career, which is a tough uh, expectation, but he does have the talent to turn around. I think he's trying to come out of the gates quickly and hopefully stay that way. You know, there's going to be some bumps in the road as there always is during the season. There's going to be slumps, but um, you know, it's good to see him come out of the gate hot and hope he just has a steady track between the end of spring and throughout the regular season. Yeah. You know, the other thing, um, the other player I was really, uh, looking forward to seeing how they handled their, um, the spotlight, you know, uh, most people with, you know, anticipating, uh, what Kluber was going to be able to do after not pitching for, you know, a, a couple of years, but I thought the outing, even though it was a quick inning, uh, Jameson Tyon's, uh, outing, I, I thought was very telling. Uh, I, I think that he's got also, He's focused. He, he want you know. You can see the you know body language is very you know is more telling than stats sometimes. You know, and he just looked you know like he was having fun, but also able to stay focused and execute. And I think he's another one I want to really. I, I think is going to have a good spring. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, considering he hasn't pitched for so long. Um, you know, he's happy to be out there in a completely new situation. He went from Pittsburgh, which is a team that's obviously going Garbage. one direction, and now, <laughs> and now he's going to a, a championship contender. So it's definitely – I'm sure it's revitalized him, knowing that he's going to get to pitch with his old friend. Yeah, um, right. He's going to get a chance to compete with for a championship. It's, it's definitely something that's going to get him going, and knowing that he's healthy. And uh, that was a very good inning. Yeah, it's only spring. You know, it's just one inning, like you said, yeah. but – it was definitely a positive to take out of it. Yeah, it, it's. I put the emphasis more on Tyon because Kluber's considered more of a, like a veteran pitcher. You know, he's 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 been through ups and downs in his career. He's you know he's won Cy Youngs. He's had rough outings. You know, Tyon is still on the younger side of his career, so I thought that he, his outing was more more important to see what we were going to get more than Kluber. Evan, do you agree? Yeah, and I also think that he looks more comfortable, you know, having switched from 
a dead end situation in Pittsburgh to now coming over here with someone who he's really close with someone who has, you know, believed in him in the past and basically said that, you know, we're getting a really good hardworking person. We've already seen that, you know, and the fact that he looks comfortable in pinstripes um, is, is pretty awesome moving forward. I think you can say that about a lot of guys this year. I know it's only early, but, uh, looking comfortable even uh, at the start of spring training, you know, can really push uh, forward into the season. Yeah. Um, another player that uh, stood out this week is also was even though it was also brief um, was Urshela. Uh, the fact he was able to get through, he looked really good, and more importantly, he had zero pain uh, after the after the. Uh, the elbow in surgery. So he's another one is like, all right, good. He's going to get back into form. Um, I, I think that also will light a fire under Andujar's ass um, and push Andujar. I don't think so. I think that Andujar at this point is not the third baseman, and I don't think he's focused on trying to be. No, but I want uh, Andujar to have to have a little fire in him so no, he can I, build I up his trade value. I just don't think that that fire has anything to do with Geo. You kind of compared the two of them. Yeah, I guess I did a little bit. But they're, yeah, they're, I know they're two different players, but you, if your competitor is playing better, you're going to want to elevate yourself to that point. You know, yeah, so you, want, point, you want to try to outperform for a position. Yeah, but he has no position. He needs to literally exactly. outperform That's the problem. everyone on the team. Outperforming Geo is not going to get him the third baseman position. No, but it'll up his trade value. To a, to a point that's that's slight because you have to look at what the other teams on the market are looking for. If they're looking for a third baseman, then yes, you're correct. But I don't think anyone is looking for that in Nduhar. They're looking for a left fielder. Maybe first, which we don't think he can play, and a no. DH. So he's already limited on those options anyway. So what he needs to do is just focus on himself, and the fire needs to be there regardless of what Geo or anyone else okay. does. I get your, I get your point. I do get your point. Yeah. I just think that for someone who who has already proven his wealth, like Anduhar, and someone who is you know shy and not really a fierce competitor that wants to take out someone else. He's going to need to go about this in a different approach. And I think he's going to find that because um, he's not, he can't be on this team, unfortunately. We don't have yeah. a, spot, a spot for him. No. Oh, oh. Uh, Rob, was there, was there a player that we haven't mentioned that you thought kind of caught your attention, whether it was positive or negative? Rob? I like to stay on the positive side since it is since <laughs> it is. A little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I was saying positive or negative. I try to stay on the positive side of things. Um, I think we're, I like what we're seeing out of Dietrich, and I think he's a guy that we that should make the team. Um, and there was actually a quote by Urshela yesterday that he can play shortstop. Or Gio said he knows how to play shortstop, so if there was ever a time that they needed to back up Torres. They can put Geo there, which means they don't need Dietrich to play there. And I think having Dietrich in that uh, on that bench role over Tyler Wade can make so much of a difference because we've mentioned it before. All Tyler Wade really offers at this point is a backup shortstop, and 
a fast runner, not necessarily a good base runner, just a fast runner. So, um, yeah, at this point, Dietrich is clearly the better option because Tyler Wade has been here for so long and has not proven much of anything what he can do at the major league level, which is a shame because he was a top prospect at one point. But I, I really like what we're seeing at Dietrich. Well, what sucks now, and I heard this yesterday, is that Tyler Wade's out of options, so he can't start in the minor leagues. So he's got either got to make the roster or he get released. Now, I, yeah. and the Yankees love Wade, so the, I they're going to push. I, I, I hope that they. I hope they choose success over favoritism. They're not going to. I mean, I don't think it's favoritism in their mind, but I think they're going to try to stretch out his value as much as possible. They 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 see a unique talent in him, and I agree it's there. But for me, Tyler Wade plays like basically a National League second baseman. Yeah. You know, he would be good on several – quiet National League teams. He would be phenomenal on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. He would be really good there, or maybe even the Rockies, but he's just not a good fit here in New York because we don't utilize speed. We never have. We never will. Like, look at Jacoby Ellsbury, for example. We didn't sign him because he hit 32 home runs once. We signed him because we thought we'd have speed with Gardner, and it never worked, even though he stole home twice as a Yankee. Yeah. You know, so it's it's one of those things where we're just not that type of team because we're in the American League. We hit home runs. We don't need the speed as much. No. So Tyler Wade really doesn't have a position because he's a good defender. He's got a good glove and he's got speed. But everything else is his weaknesses are too much for this team. It doesn't help us taking up a roster spot when you could put uh, Diedrich, a left-handed hitter there who has more, you know, power, better contact hitter. And I trust him more uh, playing the outfield than I would Wade. Yeah, yeah so, uh, I, I'm curious to see how that develops. Because you know, we saw, you know, we saw Higgy when he ran out of options last year, you know, stepped up and really proved that it was, you know, that they made the right decision, keep, you know, keeping him on the team. You know, which you don't have to do much when you were backing up Sanchez the last couple of years. It didn't, you know, I mean, Roman looked like a, a Hall of Famer, you know, compared to Gary, you know, at points. Yeah. And I know that they kept Roman him. Up. Yeah. Good for him. He's still playing. Good for him. You know, I, had, I never had an issue with Romine. I like Roman. There was at one point, I, I was it after after the 17 season? I said I sat, you know, um, and I, I said that it would not surprise me or yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Romine made the open, you know, was the starting catcher to start in 19. Yeah. But obviously, uh, they, um, they kept Gary in that spot because Cashman wasn't ready to give up on him. And I really hope that it, it works out. Yeah. Well, Gary's still a top five catcher, so I don't think yeah. you can't give up on him. No, you, know? you give it's such you a give weak up on Gary. You give yeah. up on Gary if you think Austin Wells becomes something special. That's pretty much the only reason, or unless you make a huge trade for someone who's already good. But they're, you know, catchers are so limited. No one's going to trade their all-star catcher for nothing. Yeah. Look how hard it was for the Phillies to, you know, get the Marlins to even 
uh, give up on JT Riomayuto when they were, you know, they really had to think on that one for like nine months before they actually did it. The other trades were much easier. Yeah. No, everything. Yeah. When the Marlins were dumping all those salaries, they, um, I think Riomayuto was the last to get moved. He was. Yep. He was definitely the he most is, difficult to trade. Catching position is such a weak position. And pretty much is saving Gary's career. Yeah. Yeah, I believe they did Stanton, Yelich, Ozuna, and then Real Mito. Yeah. I think, think that's more, the, yeah, those Gordon, were the more key guys that they moved on. Before. Wait, what did you say, Rob? Wasn't Gordon one of those guys traded as well, or was he traded before that? He was either before or I can't remember the time frame in Gordon. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that, he wasn't a bit Jose Fernandez died. Gordon hit the home run and then was traded pretty much like a season later or something. Yeah, like right after that, they had the fire sale, which really sucked because that team had a potential to be so good. Yeah, that and, outfield talent. If we had that talent here, it oh, my God. Could you imagine Yelich on this team in his prime? That's great. Which is which is unbelievable because if you look at the Yelich story, he went from good outfield to superstar to now average again. Yeah. And it's frustrating because you have so many good players coming up that you forget that if, if Yelich hits fire again, that's a really good player. I mean, he's only a year removed from his MVP, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so, he I mean, won it in 19. Yeah, he had a terrible – not terrible, he had a – down 2020 but you know a was, lot of the, a lot of players did yeah so i'm not you know we really can't you know, look that's at why I should, you, know, you, you know the records are what they are but do we really you know it, it, does 2020 really count you know it was such a i put a an asterisk next to the whole season to be honest because if you look first off clayton kershaw Never won a World Series before he only had to play 60 games, okay? I'm sorry. He struggles in the World Series, and there's a reason for that, and I think it's because he can't go 162 games, an entire playoffs, and then be amazing in the World Series. It's hard to do. You know, It's hard for anyone to do that. So yeah. you kind of you need to understand that 60 games is a little less impactful than the Dodgers making it every year after 162 and being the best team. I mean, the Marlins made the postseason last year. Come on. Right. So so did the Astros with the losing record. I mean, if the Yankees had won last year, I would have celebrated. I would have been happy. I would have been ecstatic. But I also would have said, guys, it was 60 games. So if we don't do this next year, we should be slightly yeah. there. Yeah, and there's no telling that, you know, let's say if the season did start on time last year, who knows what Gary's stat line could have looked like. Who knows how good Yelich would have been. A lot yep. of things would have been different. Um, it's the late start time definitely threw a lot of people off having that yeah. second spring. So, you know, with it, Torres have been, you know, would his defense have been better if it wasn't, yeah. the, you know, the stop and go, you know, that's uh, exactly it. That's exactly it because yeah. baseball players are so accustomed to their routine and they yeah. have to be, it's a six month long season. You cannot sway off of what you're comfortable with. Because if you do, you're going to make those mistakes. You're going to get into those slumps. And a slump that starts out poorly for a week can easily last a month. Easily. Right. So, you know, when, when, you're, when you have a mindset like Gary does, when shit hits the fan, Gary, unfortunately, doesn't respond well to it. That's just, yeah. that's just him. Some people are like that. So 
I think a full season is really important for a player like Gary Sanchez, 100%. I mean, look at the two home runs he hit after that walk. You, you just yeah. saw he his whole approach was different. Yep, you know, and he, he had little, a, he was able to have a little swagger back in his you know in his step. Right, and, and that's what we need from him. We need. Do you think he looks more comfortable behind the plate? Because I know it's early, but I think he looks yeah. more comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He looked great in that inning with Tyon after people were yelling that you know Cole needed a personal catcher again. But yeah. um, <laughs> now he definitely he definitely looks a lot better behind the plate. And even though it's just first the first week of spring training. You can tell last year just everything was off. This did not look comfortable. Has he been doing the one leg catcher stance as much this year, or that they pulled back from that? I haven't. Have you I noticed? Think he, I think that's gone. I think he went back he, to a tradition. He did a little bit in like practice, but it doesn't look like he's doing it in game. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I definitely noticed a slight. That's what, that's what re- that even that made his defense decline so much. I could he's not, as he's a, not mobile yeah. enough to do that to have the stance yeah. like that. Yep, exactly. He's not he mobile. Needs a, he needs a traditional stance. No, I even mentioned it uh, like a year ago. Uh, remember Javi Lopez, the catcher for the Braves yep. and stuff, how he had those pads behind his knees? Yeah. And it not only made him more comfortable, but it kept him stable. I think Gary might need to try that. Maybe he wouldn't like it. Maybe he'd be really That's uncomfortable with it. But it's not a bad idea to try those type of things at spring training because the one leg thing, he looked so off balance. So maybe if you make him more comfortable back there with something simple like that, maybe it works. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with uh, week number two. Who, you know, who else uh, steps into the spotlight here um, and lights, you know, lights up the uh, Twitterverse and baseball universe? I just want Diedrich to continue to be awesome. Yeah. I want him to hit like six home runs by the time spring is done and make us like have to take him. Yeah, I also want to see. I want. I want to see Jay Bruce. I want to see what he's able to do. Yeah, he's a mat to me. I don't really give a shit. No, <laughs> no I don't care. If okay. you go to the Mets, I'm yeah. done with you. Like I just don't like Todd Frazier, for example. Man, I don't give a shit about Todd anymore. Did you know no, that he was in a little league world really? series? <laughs> oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know where he's from? Do you have any idea where he's from? Oh, I, I, if I hear that the time, I'm gonna. I could not stand that picture of him and Derek Jeter. As much as I love Derek Jeter, they showed it every game after we got him, and it was unbelievably annoying. Even in the playoffs, they were like, oh, in case you didn't know. It's like, no, Yankee fans, we we freaking know. Everybody knows by now that he was in the Little League World Series and stood next to Derek Jeter, and they got literally the worst shot possible. Jeter's looking one way, looking angry. And Frazier's looking the other way, looking confused. And they keep showing it to remind us, this is what happened. It's like, great. Who cares? We know he's in Tom's River, New Jersey. Good for him. Not to remind us every time he steps to the fleet. Yep, Tom's River, New Jersey. All right, you want the lineup real quick before we sign off? Am I going to get upset? No, you're not. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh. <laughs> they, knew, they knew you needed a little boost, Ev. Oh, thank God. Leading off, LeMayhew. Okay. Finally, they got that right. Uh, second is Judge. Third okay. is Hicks. Fourth is Stanton. Fifth is Voigt. Sixth is Torres. Seven is Guardi. Eight is Sanchez. Nine, Andujar. 
What, what and, position is Andujar? Andujar's getting third base today. Interesting. Uh, Stanton's the DH. Very interesting. I'm actually and, surprised that they went that route. And Herman's starting, right? And Herman's yeah. starting. Shocker. So they're giving him all the, the runs again. Here we go. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this again. It's just spring training. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> stick him in the bullpen. Please, stick him in the bullpen. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. Uh, no. I would actually switch. You said Hicks is third? Hicks is third. I would move Hicks to one, DJ to two, Judge to th- uh, three. Yeah, I like Hicks as a leadoff. But LeMay is not a bad leadoff option either. Oh, he's a great leadoff yeah. option. I just like the idea of having a switch hitter at the top of the lineup. He's yeah. going to get extra bats. And I like the fact that, uh, you know, DJ really drives and runs. So if you put Gardner in that ninth spot to play left field, you now have speed at the top, and that's two guys that he can pretty much drive in. And then you have Judge who, you know, will hit home runs. I like Judge better in the third or the fifth spot. I like Judge third. I think that's a good option. I actually yeah. like Voight batting second. He was phenomenal. Like he did really batting. well batting in the top of the order. A lot of people yeah. discredited that. But I thought that was a – he really proved – you know, he really stepped up for that. Yeah. I put him fourth and Stanton uh, fifth. I want to um, kind of switch how close uh, Judge and Stanton are, you know. Maybe even move Stanton down to six and, and bring uh, someone else like Geo up to five because he's kind of a better contact hitter. Isn't it crazy that we're saying this about our lineups? Like, ah, where do we put Giancarlo Stanton? Like, yeah, right? <laughs> if, if everything goes right, this lineup is absolutely just filthy. And yeah. filthy. it's the biggest question is just the biggest question mark of them is just staying on the field. But would you say you're more confident heading into this season than you might have been last year? Because I know I yeah, am. Yeah, I, I am. Last year, I was so uncomfortable. I really did not think it was going to be good at all. No, I thought last year, it was just they were going to fall on their face. You know, I didn't expect much. You know, I don't know why. Well, I know why. It's because the the health is such a freaking question mark. I mean, you know, every game, it's a question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's all I cared about was spring training this year. Just get through spring training without hurting yourself. We're, we're going to have March Madness this year, aren't we? Yeah. I think that starts on the 14th. My biggest question is, how is it going to be as exciting with no fans, right? They're not going to pack arenas. Are they? Yeah, I don't know how, what they're going to do. I highly doubt it. The college fans are kind of the reason why March Madness becomes so exciting. Yeah. Because yeah, they're lunatics. The yeah. lunatics, yeah. It's it's like it's like me every in every fucking city. It's exhausting. It's a good I thing I don't have fans. All right, we're gonna wrap this up right now. Before <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Donald might be coming soon. We should wait for Donald some more. Yeah, let's wait for Donald. All right. So are we have. He's walking the goat. <laughs> On behalf of everybody, YankeeChronicles.com. Hope everybody enjoys that weekend. We will see you Sunday for uh, Sunday evening show. And Sunday morning, we'll have the uh, the women's chat. Uh, we'll be returning. So it'll be a uh, very busy uh, Sunday for Yankee Chronicles. So 
Well, hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe, stay smart. Go Yankees. Go Yankees.